The world is more complex than ever. Who can make sense of it? Join Reverend Michael Angley Oguche on NUMA Podcast each week as he shows you how God's Word connects directly to your life in this age and helps you navigate trials and tribulations. If you want to deepen your relationship with God and learn what He has in store for you, listen and subscribe to NUMA Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Just search for NUMA Podcast. Hello and welcome to NUMA Podcast with the Reverend Michelangeli Oguche, bringing your way today the inspired Word of God, and I hope you will be blessed. Thank you for joining this podcast. Our key text today is taken from the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 1, verse 10 to 18. Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that ye all speak the same thing, and that there be no divisions among you, but that ye be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. For it hath been declared unto me of you, my brethren, by them which are of the house of Chloe, that there are contentions among you. Now this I say, that every one of you saith, I am of Paul, and I of Apollos, and I of Cephas, and I of Christ. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Or were ye baptized in the name of Paul? I thank God that I baptized none of you but Crispus and Gaius, lest any should say that I had baptized in mine own name. And I baptized also the household of Stephanus. Besides, I know not whether I baptized any other. For Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of none effect. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved it is the power of God. Let us pray. King of glory, I thank you today for another opportunity to bring your word to the world. I ask, Lord, that you will sanctify, O God, this vessel and use me, O God, accordingly that those who will listen to this podcast will be blessed, O God. I also ask, Lord, that as many that are having one issue or the other with anyone at all, that you give them that grace, O God, the grace to forgive and the grace to consider the cross of Christ, the rallying points for our lives as your followers, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and soon coming King. Amen. The title of this podcast is Called to Harmony in Christ. Called to Harmony in Christ. Dear friends, If there is anything that troubles the church in this age, it is the wall of division that has been unconsciously created by the very people who professes to be Christians. 
we are undoubtedly separated by a wall of color, nationality, social status, and doctrines. Most people believe that truth is relative and personal. So they say your truth is not their truth. I have met people who think that to practically hate another is okay, so long as it makes them happy. Such individuals, brothers and sisters, would always find something to disagree about in any community they find themselves. While I agree that truth can be relative and owned, it is also a fact that the Bible is the ultimate and undisputed truth today. It has stood the test of time. Millions of books have been written about it, for it, against it, and it has the greatest number of distributorship ever. Therefore, if followers of Jesus Christ will anchor their character in it, I mean the Bible, the problem of disunity will disappear or at most be minimized within the confine of the church. This is because Jesus Christ tells us in the book of Matthew chapter 5 verse 43 to 45, you have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your Father in heaven. He causes his Son to rise on the evil and the good and send rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. Every Christian denomination has a doctrine. Some are more conventional than others, but there are also some that are outright heresies, to which the Apostle Paul once said in Galatians chapter 1 verse 89, let God's curses fall on anyone, including myself, who preaches any other way to be saved than the one we told you about. Yes, if an angel comes from heaven and preaches any other message, let him be forever cursed. I will say it again. If anyone preaches any other gospel than the one you welcome, let God's curse fall upon him. Paul the Apostle is not careful at all in the way he addresses this. This means the gospel of Jesus Christ is a very serious and intensive business. And there is no room for any drama. And that's why he was straight on to the point. In the early days of the church, we see that the New Testament Christians were teaching the same thing. Here it is. The Bible says they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayers. You find this in the book of Acts, chapter 2, verse 42. 
You see, the, the disciples of Jesus Christ, I mean the primary disciples, they had one common purpose at the onset of the church. And the result was a demonstration of the power of God's people until the Arian controversy that resulted in the Council of Nicaea, uh, AD 325, happened. Friends, for the body of Christ, unity is so important and non-negotiable as it is the fabric of the church. This is why the Lord Jesus prayed in John chapter 17 verse 21 that they may all be one just as you, Father, are in me and I in you that they also may be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. Our struggle today is this. How can we fulfill these prayers of Jesus Christ? As I mentioned earlier, right from time, the church has been overwhelmed with incongruities that has resulted in several splinter consortia we now know as denominations, which is sometimes more important to some people than the simple call to harmony in Christ. Some people think their church is the best thing that happened since sliced bread. Some people think that their doctrine is key and nothing else. But remember, we all see through the glass dimly. Brothers and sisters, the bad news for those who follow the path of division in the church is that in the end, there will be only one church. And that is the church of God. As there are no labels in heaven, and so our skin color, nationality, and all that divides us on this side of eternity. This is why we must make conscious effort to erase those kind of thinking from our minds as they hinder us from reaching the level of unity required to see the miraculous in our midst, which is why I believe Paul's calls to harmony in Christ is so important. Our main text today, and that is 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 10 to 18, is immersed with useful information about the struggles the Corinthian church experienced as the gospel spread from the primary Jewish context into the rest of the Gentile world. In Acts chapter 6 and uh, 15, the early church was confronted with the division along Jewish lines, the Aramaic-speaking Jews and the Hellenistic Greek-speaking Jews. After Paul left Corinth, Apollos, also a colleague of his from Ephesus, an eloquent speaker himself, went to Corinth to preach the gospel. He had a successful ministry there and was well thought of by many. On the other hand, Peter, who is mentioned by his Aramaic name, enjoyed a good relationship with those with Jewish background. Because the city of Corinth was cosmopolitan, where religion and philosophy thrived, it was easy for competition of vocal excellency to flourish. Given 
edge to the fittest so that many believers thought of Christianity as a philosophy rather than a lifestyle. Christianity may also be a philosophy, but not in the sense that was practiced in Corinth or known to the Corinthians. The problem with this type of setup was that it created conflicts among the members of rival camps of the different schools of thought regarding who had the right answer. This is why I believe that the new Christians in Corinth viewed Paul and all the others as philosophers, which in turn becomes a catalyst for disorderliness within the new church. Following news of the commotion reaching Paul from the household of Cleo, it became necessary for speedy intervention to halt the altercation. So he wrote one Corinthian letter to address the issue beginning with warm greetings and a reminder of their unique identity and the purpose for which they were called in the first place. As an apostle, Paul reminded them of the harmony with one another and with anyone who believes in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Reading the passage, we see that Paul did not use flowery words so as to appease any side of the divide. Instead, he was straight and upfront, outlining and challenging them to see the vices in their apparent lack of unity. Also notice that Paul did not observe what you will term today as confidentiality rule. He mentioned directly the source of his information, someone from the Chloe family. Is there a lesson we can learn from here today? This is NUMA Podcast with the Reverend Michelangeli Oguche. God bless you. Keep listening. Sometimes we hide under the excuse of best practice and allow serious issues within our congregation to flourish by gossip or hearsay. As the body of Christ, we must learn to speak the truth in love frontally. Otherwise, we allow problems to be swept under the carpet, thinking they will disappear with time. But friends, they will never go. They will increase and eventually spread to the detriment of the whole church. The church today no doubt need an upfront apostle like Paul, who is ready to speak without fear of influential people in the congregation, who is not afraid to speak truth to power. And I ask you, brothers and sisters, what kind of church are we? Are we more like the church in Corinth or like the church at its early beginning? If so, what can we do to bring unity among our worshiping community? Paul's singular purpose in this passage of the letter to the Corinthian church was to encourage them to see the need of unity within its rank and focus only on Jesus Christ 
who alone paid the ultimate price for his church to which they are a part. This unity, my friends, does the church no good, neither do they make for a good testimony to the world around us. One of the reasons why we are where we are about mission today is because of lack of unity of purpose. We all have different ways of how mission should be done. Some believe that prayers should precede planning. Others think planning should precede prayer. Because the latter assumes that good strategy is everything. Now, good strategy may be everything in the secular context. But I'm sorry to tell you that with God, it is different. The things of God must be done in consultation with God through speaking to him and hearing from him a process we call prayer. If you disbelieve me, please read Genesis chapter 11 verse 1 to 9 where you see the story of the Tower of Babel. This mission project to reach God was a great strategy that God did not approve of. Let's read. So the Lord scattered them from there over all the earth and they stopped building the city. That is why it was called Babel because there the Lord confused the language of the whole world. From there the Lord scattered them over the face of the whole earth. There is so much democratic confusion in the world already and unbelievers do not want to come to the church to find more of the same. The true gospel for the Christian must be based only on the teaching and the word of God which is what our unity is anchored upon. Paul resorted to rhetoric. He asked the question in verse number 13. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Were you baptized in the name of Paul? Friends, the apparent response to this question is simply no. We know that Christ is not divided and that Paul certainly was not crucified on account of anybody. Believers were only baptized in the name of Jesus Christ or in the name of the triune God. Therefore, friends, Paul, Apollos, Cephas, and any other who preached the gospel did so in the name of Jesus Christ and not to esteem themselves as champion of the Christian faith. Anything else would be undermining the finished work of Calvary and as a result set the gospel messengers against each other. Christ against Paul, Cephas, and Apollos, all of which would be counterproductive in the end. And that's not what the church wants. That's not what the church needs, friends. For the Apostle Paul, in spite of the different method of presentation of the gospel, it was but one gospel, one gospel message, death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Paul's approach to the gospel was based upon his calling to the Gentiles, who had little or no knowledge of the Hebrew scripture. 
Jesus directed his gospel first to the lost house of Israel and thus used rabbinic method to teach Aramaic-speaking Jews in Palestine. On the other hand, Apollos had to deal with the Hellenistic Jews. All of them were preaching from different platforms, no doubt, but the same message adapted to the recipient of the message. One important point we must consider also in this passage is Paul's supposed statement on baptism. It must be noted that these new Christians understood doctrine from a different light. Paul was not depreciating the significance of baptism when he stated that he was not sent to baptize but to preach. When correctly placed in context, he was obviously challenging the notion of Godfatherism that seems to show that being baptized by a particular individual made one the disciple of the baptizer. This clearly would be an error because the Bible says categorically in Galatians chapter 3 verse 27, for all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. As usual, there are lessons we can learn from this passage today. That lesson is that there is only one Savior and only one gospel. And that should be what unites us, not what divides us. We are to remember that Above everything else, we are brothers and sisters bonded by the bond of agape love which sends Jesus Christ to the cross to die in our place. The trouble is that some Christians are too uncomfortable to be addressed as brothers and sisters. No wonder we sometimes treat one another as strangers. Even when the Bible clearly say, for by one spirit are we all baptized into one body. Whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be born or free and have been all made to drink into one spirit. You find this in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 13. Paul calling the Corinthian brothers and sisters is an ambiguous reminder by extension that we are supposed to be a functional family unit of God because we all are a part of the larger family of God. That is why getting along with each other cannot be underestimated as a church. So, does unity mean the absence of diversity? Again, my answer would be absolutely no. This is because it is our diversity that make our unity more interesting. However, when we become inflexible and super conscious of our individual differences, we will find unity a difficult feat to attain. Finally, Paul ends the passage by encouraging both parties to focus on Jesus Christ and the cross because the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. 
That's in verse number 18 of our main text. The message of the cross of Christ, like many of our Christian stories, might not add up to non-believers. Yet, the cross is our rallying point and the symbol of God's love for us, the forgiveness for our sins, and the victory of our faith in Jesus Christ. As I bring this podcast to an end, may I, in addition, appeal to your spirit, if you are in any form of disagreement with any of your brother or sister, or anyone for that matter, that you allow the Holy Spirit to heal your heart today so that unity can prevail in your own life and in our midst. Hear this, Psalm 133, verse number 1 to 3. How wonderful, how beautiful when brothers and sisters get along. It's like costly anointing oil flowing down head and beard, flowing down Aaron's beard, flowing down the collar of his priestly robes. It's like the dew on Mount Hermon, flowing down the slope of Zion. Yes, that's where God commands the blessings, ordains eternal life. Friends, it's only when we are in unity that we can see the hand of God in our lives, that we can see our churches thrive, that we can see peace in our surrounding. And I pray for you today that God will bring peace in your life. Let us pray. Father God, thank you again for as many that has listened to this podcast. I pray that you will reach out to their heart those who may be going through a heart or the other, that you will bring healing to them, perfect healing, O God, that only comes from Emmanuel's throne. And I pray, God, that you will bring peace to my life as well and peace to every other person who may in future listen to this podcast. Thank you, King of Glory, for answering these prayers once more in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and soon-coming King. God bless you and see you again in the next episode. listening to the NUMA podcast. This has been the Reverend Michael Angeli Oguche. I pray that God will richly bless you until I come your way again.